Every day is a great day to talk Sun Devil football. Welcome to Arizona State Football Insider. I'm your host, Rob Penn, and always accompanied by my Sun Devil royalty, J.R. Redmond and Juan Roque. Our Sun Devils lost 50 to 36 against the Bruins. You know, our boys battled uh, tough all the way through, I gotta say, but they couldn't overcome that deep 18-point halftime deficit. Hey, what did you see about the game that uh that you think that we did did well, Juan? Without question, this team has a lot of fight. And during the course of that game, you saw them get stronger. Yes, they got into the early hole, you know, going at halftime in the deficit. But there was a moment where, where they had an opportunity to get back in it and tie it up and even get ahead. So when you see a team fighting like that, this deep into a season with all the adversity and all things that have happened, you, you can't be anything but proud of these guys. Okay, the end result was not what uh, you would want because I've been in that situation. You give it your all. You try to make the plays, you go in there, you prepare, and then it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. But let's also understand that UCLA is a great team. They are in the hunt for the Pac-12 title. And ASU played them all the way to the end. There was some, mo some moments in there late in that game where a ball bounces a certain way or something happens, and ASU ties it and maybe even gets ahead. So I think that it was a great effort. But uh, sadly, when uh, you're playing a Chip Kelly team, if you get down on them, you get down to a team like that, it's hard to come back. JR, Valaday led the offense in receiving and rushing yards. What did you see about his game that you like? Um, what you said, his game. Um, you know, being able to catch the ball, uh, make people miss, get upfield. Again, he has everything at his arsenal. He's got good size up on him. Um, very, you know, strong physical runner. Uh, he can stick that foot in the ground too, right, and pound you if he needs to as well as be elusive. Um, and the fact that he can't catch the ball out of the backfield, make things happen. He makes, um, makes it look like he's going to be a good, uh, good fit for the next level. I can interject on something that to touch on what JR just said about X-Men is our offensive line blocked a lot better. They got to the second level and that allowed Zazavian to really show what he can do. When Jarrett is putting his foot in the ground, mm -hmm. when you give that kid a crease, he doesn't need a lot of room. Just get a hat on a hat. And he'll find it, and he'll get your seven, eight yards, man. What I love about watching him run, he is an old-school bruising back, like JR used to be, like Terry Battle used to be, like Mike Martin used to be, where if they're not going to run around you, they're going to run right over you. And like JR says, I think that he's putting up together a hell of a lot of tape that's going to really help him. And uh, I would be shocked if he's not uh, starting next next year on Sundays. Today's right. guests are two of my favorite Sunday. Please allow me to introduce to you Jalen Conyers and Gio Sanders. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Chilling. What's good? Yeah, one, over the last two weeks, that offense has proved its potential when operating on all cylinders. Gio, what do you credit to the uptick in the offense? Yeah, uh, I think it's like a, 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 you know, you could give it to multiple people. You know, uh, the coaches, they've been on uh, a lot of different things, you know, with a few changes and things like that. Adding some new plays in the playbook, you know, some new route concepts and things like that. Uh, you know, the players, uh, we've been going in a little earlier, you know, getting some more film work in, whether it's on, like, defense, on signals, just because, you know, we're more up-tempo and things like that, just something offensive-related. And then, of course, like, just the players, you know, working harder and being more locked in that practice, you know, helping each other out, communicating on the field to make sure everybody's on the same page. And, like I said, really just making sure we're on, like, the tempo and subbing and everything like that, trusting each other to, you know, do their own job. Big fella, Mr. Congress, <laughs> you put the nation on notice a couple weeks ago against Colorado. What do you feel is your biggest asset at that tight end position? For me, I think it's just being a mismatch nightmare for people. You know, uh, whether you want to put a linebacker on me that I can, I'm faster than or put a safety on me that I'm bigger than, I feel like I 
set up uh, a lot of guys like Gio and like EK. You know, if, if you got to put a certain guy on me to cover me, their guys are going to be open too. So just try to be a mis- uh, matchup nightmare for a bunch of guys, uh, whoever we play, no matter who it is. Um, for both of you guys, um, being so uh, versatile, being able to play inside and outside, um, Gio, do you prefer to slot over being outside? Yeah, I definitely do prefer to slot. Uh, me personally, I like. I mean, I grew up being a receiver, so you know, for me, mm-hmm. being out, uh, outside or inside is good for me. I'm, I'm not afraid to put my hand in dirt, whatever I need to do uh, to help the team win. But uh, definitely, uh, like being outside and uh, inside, you know, be able to create uh, matchups that I like and can win it against. Jr. had a good point about versatility, about being able to line up in different positions. If there's one word that can describe what you guys have been through the past several weeks, is change, being versatile having the ability to, to kind of adjust. How important has that been for each of you? If you um, I'll start with you, Jalen, and then we'll get to you, Jill. For your ability to have to adapt, you have new quarterback, Coach Aguano calling plays, probably game the, 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 the playbook has maybe been adjusted. How are you able to kind of marry all those things as a player and get yourself mentally right to where you're succeeding and just showing what you're made of and, and having success on the field? For me, I mean, I think, again, when you think of college football now, I mean, it's just like a business. I mean, coaches are going to get fired, players are going to get hurt. You know, you just got to be ready to adjust and move on uh, with whatever happens. And for me, uh, coming from from a different program to where I had to make a change, where I had to get ready for a new system, you know, it was kind of something I was kind of used to. And I think it's just about the team coming together and being able to execute, you know. It's about whether the team wants to buy into the process of being able to change and being able to adapt to the things that are going to happen. You know, no one's going to have a perfect season. No one's ever not going to get hurt or something like that. So you always got to be ready and you always got to be ready for change. And you got to be, you got to be really locked in. You got to be bought into the team. You got to be bought into the system. You got to be bought into the process and be able to work in, uh, in order to deal with those changes. Uh, the team this year, I feel like we're super, you know, close together with each other and like a tight knit team. So I feel like us being like, you know, a family and everything like that really helped us, uh, like absorb the change or however you want to say it. But uh, on top of that, um, one of the homies today in our huddle, uh, JC, he had brought up how, you know, uh, change and things like this are just going to happen in life. Like it's part of a grown man's life. And like, regardless of whether you like it or not, like you need to keep going and like figure out a way to make it work. Cause I mean, if you can't really adapt and change in life, you're not really going to be too successful. Cause constantly like with like, no matter if it's football or if it's just regular life, like everything is uh, adapting and revolving. So it's like, you really just got to stay on your toes and keep going. Like I said, this season has been full of up and downs, you know, emotionally. Uh, you know, it's pretty much an emotional roller coaster, you know, and that's a great thing, especially for a kid to experience this. What do you think the moral of this season would be? And how would you be able to carry that, carry that throughout life? I think one of the morals of the story, like how we were just talking about it lately, could just be like how you um how you react under pressure, you know, just uh, kind of just like how I said before, you know, uh, everything's going to change in life. So really, like if you're working your job and like you have a change in your manager or you you get promoted to a different role or something like that, you know, like you got to be able to adapt to it and, and produce results quick. Because if you don't produce results, you know, you could lose your job or, or anything like that, like sudden change in, in family or in relationships or really just anything in life. So I think one of the more stories really would just be like how you handle and react to adversity. Me, honestly, it's funny because I'm going to piggyback on what this guy tells us every time we come But Like, how do you want to re- remember? Like, you know, when, with a team and the record that we have, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, this is a season to kind of forget and put us off to the side. But for me, I feel like this is one of the closest teams, one of the – not really the record shows it, but one of the best teams I've ever been on. You know, obviously we play some good teams and we've had our struggles and coaches getting fired, stuff like that. But, like, I feel like we fought a lot. And we have three games left, and that's our kind of been our mentality. We have three games to show uh, what we got. 
and uh, we, I mean, like I said, we still have a chance for a bowl game to go play somebody and you know, and, uh, end up over 500. So for us, instead of being one of those teams that's like, oh, let's just put this team to the side, doesn't even remember. Like, I want to be this team that's like, man, they fought to the last very second. You know, they're, uh, they grind, like we're just grinders and uh, we fought to the end. I see you guys handling the wheel and you're fighting. You're fighting. So good deal. Hey, that's about it. We want to thank you for coming on, man. This was incredible. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you guys having us. It's an honor speaking to all you guys. From from all the old devils, man, and all the the, the kid the guys that, that have been there, that have been through the struggle, have been through the fight. You know, we're proud as hell of you guys, man. Keep it up, finish the season strong, and we'll tally him up at the end and we'll see where we are. But uh hell of a job not not melting down and falling apart, guys. We're really proud of you. Appreciate it. Sure, thank you. A lot. We for sure gonna <laughs> make y'all proud. Hey, this coming Saturday, we travel to the five and four Washington State Cougars, led by quarterback Cameron Ward. This Cougar team kind of returned a lot of its starters from last year that tasted that victory here in Tempe. What should the game plan be to counter this Cougars attack, Juan? We're going to go back to the theme of last week, is you have to find a way to move the chains. Now you're on the road. I'm not going to say Martin Stadium is a tough place to play. Jars played there. I played there. It's not an intimidating, daunting place. It's just a very tedious and very tiring road trip. So ASU has to be able to stay focused, go into Pullman, worry about themselves, worry about their their, their their execution, their assignments, their game plan, but they got to keep that offense off the field. You got to find a way to move the balls, give the ball to Zazavian. It's going to be cold up there. It may even be raining. Hell, it may even be snowing. It's November. It's Eastern Washington. So they just got to go in there prepared for any element that they face, but they got to be able to produce on offense. We, you know, can't have a big play like an interception in the first drive and then get a field goal out of it. You got to get a touchdown. You got to be able to immediately pounce on your opponent and Washington State, while they're good, they're five and four. The record's not really indicative of how good these guys can be. They've shown flashes of greatness. They just also are prone to the mistakes and prone to the things that will keep a good team from becoming great. ASU has to capitalize on that on defense when they do have a moment, force turnovers. But most importantly, this game is on the offense. Cezavian, Mangata, Borgay, you know Sanders, Conyers. These guys all got to find a way to produce and contribute. So last week, Washington State beat the. Last week, Washington State beat. Last week, Washington State won against Stanford, fifty-two to fourteen. You know, this was the same Stanford team that we faced a couple weeks ago, that fifteen to fourteen victory. Jr., what do we need to do to really compete and really, you know, offset that? Just got to go play ball. Let the playmakers make plays. Obviously, you know, after a few games, now we've seen some changes, um, and with those changes, we've seen, you know, the ball being spread around. Um, the, the key factors um, are still the key factors, but, you, you know, you have some, some other guys that have shown up to the party now. And not only have they shown up to the party, they're party animals. So I think you should let the party animals party, you know, let them play. Get those guys that can make plays the ball. And you know what numbers they are. We don't have to say it. Mm-hmm. Just, I think they just got to go in there, play fast, play hard, and get ready for an ugly game. I think yeah. it- if there's, if there's one word that's going to define this week is revenge. You know, last year, we had the 25th anniversary of the 96 team. JR was there. A lot of the guys were there. And Washington State walked into Sun Devil Stadium and slapped our team right in the mouth and ran up the score and blew them out. It was a very embarrassing loss for the Sun Devils. Probably one of the most embarrassing losses of Herm's career while he was in Tempe. That has to be on these kids' minds, the guys that were there. Now, if it's me, to have the mentality to go into the Pullman, and return the favor. And like JR says, let your playmakers make plays, have a nasty mindset. This is a winnable game. These guys can be beat. 
beat them at home, get on the bus, get your butts home, and let's see how the, the rest of the, the, the season plays out. But they got to be in that revenge mode and go up there with a chip on their shoulders, knowing that no one's going to give them a chance to win. They're going to be underdogs again, but this is a winnable game, and they got to go win it. Well, that's all. Thank you for tuning in to Arizona State Football Insider. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.